Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 196. I'm your host, Chris Britton, and let's go! Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, Chris. Not much. It's cold. You say it's cold? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's it's warming up, too. and then it gets cold, and then it warms up, and then it gets cold. Uh, I'm ready for it to be summer, but... Whatever. We also have a listener guest, and he's going to jump on, play some Bad Samaritan with us, do some casual comparisons and interview, and we're going to get into some news. Uh, coming over from France, but not originally from France, we're talking about a friend of one of guys that's been on the podcast before, Petre. Um, can you tell us your last name one more time? Sure. Lautierbe. Well, there you go, folks. How are you we doing, can all try. We can all try it together. <laughs> no, I don't want to look like an idiot. I mean, I'm already an idiot, but I don't want to look even more like an idiot than I normally am. On the bright side, you only you would only sound like one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome to the podcast, man. Um, so thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, let's uh, let's start off with what went on in our week this week, Calder. What happened in your life that made you happy? Man, what made me happy this week? We had some family over. That was great. We played my version of TF2 Monopoly, which is pretty fun. About a few months back, they came out with the TF2 or Team Fortress 2 edition of Monopoly, and I added a bunch of rules to it so that way we'd yell at each other even more than at normal Monopoly. So that was great. Great fun to play with the family. If you ever want to play the rules, though, hit me up sometime. It's, it's a good game. <laughs> also, I uh, I made the axe, the tomahawk that Connor uses from Assassin's Creed 3. That was a really fun build. I uh, had nothing to do last week, so I did that. You ever played Assassin's Creed 3? So, yeah. I stopped after the first one. You stopped too soon. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've heard. Plus, every time I go to any kind of con or anything, there's like six people cosplaying Assassin's Creed characters. Exactly. It's always a bunch. Right on. So, uh, Patri. What happened to you this week made you happy? Um, good question. I'm in France. Nothing. Um, <laughs> oh. No, that's kidding. I, France is a lovely, lovely country. The people are very nice outside of Paris. Um, we went to see some amazing um, caves or caverns nearby. Uh, legend has it there's uh, been plenty of miracles done there. So that was kind of cool. Um Likewise, I'm getting much closer to uh, finishing this uh, this semester actually somewhat successfully, so that always makes me happy. What do you go to school for? Strategy. Strategy? Yeah, st uh, strategy and business management. Okay. Wow. Interesting. That's interesting that you have that as a the title. Is that the official title of the degree? No, the official title would be uh, Master of Science of Business Okay. Something or another, but I'm specializing in majoring in strategy. Well, good for you, man. That sounds cool. cool. And I am always someone who advocates for studying abroad, as I've done that a couple times in my life. So I always think it's really cool to go out there and just meet all kinds of different people and be in different places. 
really gets yeah, you outside of your uh, personal bubble. Yeah, definitely an eye-opening experience as always. So if there's anybody out there that has ever thought about studying abroad, and I don't know what age range we're talking to right now, but you should definitely do that. I advocate for doing that. Studying abroad? I barely know her. <laughs> uh, that was a horrible... What is, I, something my dad says a lot. Uh, right on. What, what good happened to you this week? <laughs> um, okay, so I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but I play Pokemon Go a lot. And today still? I yeah still? yeah still do you say ooh <laughs> I love Pokemon uh, all right I'm not backing down from that that was my childhood it's my my nostalgia um, no no there's uh, there's nothing wrong with playing Pokemon or liking Pokemon I'm just saying that Pokemon Go is not Pokemon oh no it's yeah. not. it's a completely different experience I will admit that but I do like playing it it's something that Jaylene and I do together anyway today I bought went to TJ Maxx and bought one of those stupid little things you attach your phone to inside of your car so you don't have to have your hands on your phone and then you can like reach up and like a little mount but it oh right directly into your your um 12 volt outlet in your car so it can like charge your phone at the same time i'm pretty nice. excited about that other than that yeah not much has happened this week for me so but uh, Dial H, we like to bring you up to date information about the game of HeroClix and other nerd-related content. So uh, we're going to start off with an interview, and we're going to go into some news. So uh, you guys ready to begin? Let's do it. Born ready. Okay. So uh, I'll start off. Uh, Petri, uh, how did you or when did you get into the game of HeroClix? About three years ago, maybe four, um, through Temu, actually, who was on the... Uh, podcast uh, a little while ago. Um, met him through a uh, through a mutual friend. He got me excited after hearing about how I like the original uh, the original animated series uh, X Men. Uh, asked him if there's X twenty three or Nimrod, and he said, "Yeah, both." And I was like, "Cool, sold." You feel like you got cheated because Nimrod is in the game, but you can't find a Nimrod for like less than I have a Nimrod. No, you got oh. you got one. <laughs> did you pull it or did you just bite the bullet and buy it? No, I actually got it for Christmas from Damwen, some of my friends. That wow. was nice of him if he was gonna yeah. get you into the game to buy you one of the more expensive pieces that are out there, honestly. Yeah, he's a good friend. I appreciate it. I appreciate his friendship. Very nice. Uh, what are some of your favorite figures and or combos of figures and characters to use in the game? Um, well, I'm really, really partial to the uh, re- the recent TMNT sets. So depending on what the like what size game we're running, I like to play uh, the Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then the Shredder from Heroes in a Half Shell, then Shiba Shredder from Shredder, uh, Shredder's Return, and also a Shredder clone from Shredder's Return, if we're playing 300. Mmm. <laughs> so, well, that's yo, disgusting. So, yo, dog, I heard you like Shredder's. Yeah, good dog. I like those jokes that I make on previous podcasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, but, yeah. when, you read, when you read that comment, I, was, I had to do a double take. Like, have I been on Reddit recently? <laughs> uh, but I, I also re- recently really like playing Cyber Shredder with a pair of Alpha 1s. Wait, what's Alpha One? Why do I not know alpha, what Alpha One is? Uh, alpha One is from the uh, from the uh, original TMNT set. 
It's the kind of super version of the foot soldier that has leadership and then the absolutely sickly broken uh, skill where it can move uh, an enemy uh, model next to it from within five squares. And it doesn't have to have line of sights or doesn't matter if the if it's blocked. It's just like five five squares away. You're now next to me and I can sidestep before or after. Is this the kind of stuff you pull on Tiemu? Uh, basically every week. <laughs> You're oh, that guy. <laughs> okay, no, there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. That brings us to the next question, though. So typically, are you going to be more of a metal meta or a casual player? Well, I'm a metal player, but I would. Four. Yeah, but I would. I'll I'll call myself a casual player because I really rarely care that much whether some pieces are the absolute optimal, um, like op- absolutely working together as uh, optimally as possible. Like I like playing four different shredders, which don't really work very well together. They don't really lend it that much to each other, but because there's four shredders, it's just fun and cool. Or just playing something off the off the cover of a of a comic book, or something like specific from a uh, from a certain episode, like cer- certain TV show episode or something like this. Like whatever tickles my fancy is basically much more interesting to me than something that's as cheesy as possible. Right on. Nice. Wait, I, uh, sub sub question: Would you say that you're a big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sets then? Yes, very much. I like turtles. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I just wanted I, to shoehorn I, that I, in. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Oh, uh, right. That was still good. What's your favorite format to play? Um, would have to say I'm partial to a like Silver Age constructed, but if the, if the set's really interesting, then I might be. Uh, might be convinced to play in a draft. Generally, I bow out of those because very rarely are there enough. Uh, I'm not the kind of player who wants to collect every single figure in every single set, except for the turtles, because you can play the clip. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna hold off now. Despite <laughs> you. <laughs> but you. But usually, like. Um, I either trade trade or buy the ones I really want and let the let the rest of the um, of my local community to have the have the joy of uh, drafting. You know, it's almost impossible to be one of those players that you just mentioned nowadays, where you do collect every figure in a set, just because there's so much product coming out so quickly. That is also true. I mean, this is already expensive in a hobby as it is. You know, I was actually having a conversation with my coworker the other day about just hobbies in general, and I got to thinking about it. This really, comparatively, is not that expensive of a hobby if you just pick and choose the pieces that you want mm-hmm. instead of, oh, let me buy another brick just because another set comes out. Do I have any personal investment in this set other than it, it being a Heroclix set? No. Well, let me just go throw money at it. If you're not that guy or girl... I mean, you can you can cherry pick what you want out of a set for like twenty bucks. True. Yeah, and I, I come from I come from a background of Magic: The Gathering and Warhammer, so you know this is not really that bad. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I brought up anybody out there that is um, a professional racer in the world of dirt bikes or ATVs oh, okay. or anything like that. Not professional, but does it as like their hobby and. Uh, 
if you are out there, you're one of those people, you know how expensive that is. And it is hands down more expensive than this game is. <laughs> I used to live in the country and we used to do all kinds of stuff on ATVs and all of the aftermarket parts for ATVs and things like that, whether they be racing four-wheelers or whether they just be utility four-wheelers, they are so expensive. It's ridiculous. So mm. maybe that'll make somebody out there feel a little bit better about spending $5. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the last question that I have for you in this interview section is going to be, uh, what's your typical venue that you play at? Um, it's a fantastic store in downtown Helsinki uh, called Fantasia Pelit. Literally translates as fantasy games. Same one Demo plays at. Um, yeah, we're very imaginative people. We Finns. Um, I really recommend it as a pit stop for any nerds that might visit our fair capital. The staff there is really friendly, and the selection there is actually pretty nice from um from every like nerd like nerd store air quotes i'm doing big air quotes here um that i've been to the layout is simple but it's really 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 positive and every foreigner that i've uh, brought there uh has always been like wowed by it i mean obviously if you come from the states and there's a massive like local game store um nearby then might not be quite as impressive, but if you come from a region that has much more limited uh, options, then yeah. I told Tiamu this. If I ever make it over to Finland, I'm definitely going to come visit you guys. So the next stop on my list is is not that far north in Europe, but I'll get there eventually and I'll hit you guys up. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, I'm just saying, you should tell your shop owners they should pay us some royalties for not <laughs> once, but twice talking about them on the podcast. <laughs> I, I yes. can give I can give you their email. You can t- uh, you can talk to them yourself. I would just say, hey, I wouldn't ask them for money. That's not how I am. <laughs> I would ask them for money. Actually, give me their email. <laughs> okay, well that's uh, all I have. Calder, do you have any other questions before we move on? Uh, you know, I think I'm good. Okay. Is there anything else you just want to talk about? PS3. I'm sure that whatever I have to talk about is not as interesting as what we're going to talk about, so let's keep going. I mean, what did you feed your cat this morning? I want to (laughs) know. On to the news! So for the first time in a while, the Heroclix website or whiskids.com came out with a Heroclix rules update. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is another rules update. Surprise! So Yay. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm not going to go too far into this, but you can read and we'll link the we'll link the uh, notes or this in the podcast notes earlier, but let's let's uh just jump on the very surface level changes of what we saw in this article. Calder, do you want to start us off? Uh, yes. Yeah. So number one on this article, anyways, is the action totals. So as you know, my favorite power is leadership. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But it's kind of talking about how action totals are very different in the game. You know how it really just feels like a pool of actions you have. So now it basically the change is you can never have less than two actions in your total because they might. Apparently, they're talking about making a figure or some kind of character, something effect in the future that will give you negative actions. They haven't done it before, but they kind of discuss it now. So 
Now your minimum value of actions is two, and the maximum amount of actions you can have is ten. Period. Uh, so I'm actually pretty happy about this change. The reason why is because uh, the last rules change, they capped it at, what, five? Yep. So as most people probably know at this point, I'm a huge player of large point games. So having a 3,000-point team with five actions on your turn seemed kind of dumb to me. Uh, I just play five Colossals. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, by the way, I wanted to hit on something that you just said. They have actually made a character before, at least one that I know of off the top oh. of my head, that does affect action token, action totals, and that's going to be Martian Manhunter from the Trinity War set. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he has a trait that says opposing forces subtract one from their action total if not already reduced by any other effect. Interesting. So it, it has been touched down before. There probably are a couple of other figures out there that do something similar. But I expect that maybe we'll see a few more of these in the future. That'd be yeah, interesting. more than likely. Uh, Petri, you got a chance to read this article, correct? Yeah, that's true. What do you want to talk about off this? Uh, well, I was also going to say something about the action uh, sure. action to totals. Namely that it's going to be much more interesting to... or They, they open themselves up for a lot more interesting... Um, design choices or design opportunities, um, and I like the fact that they limited the um, the minimum action, uh, minimum value of the action total to two, because as anybody who's ever played Magic the Gathering against a mono blue deck knows, there's nothing less interesting than just watching your opponent move around things. Agreed. Uh, another thing that I actually found uh, fairly interesting, but that's probably, again, coming back to my fixation on the turtles, is the bystanders. Uh, because as I remember and understand, the next TMNT Fast Forces is going to have a bunch of bystanders in the uh, in it. Hmm. And I don't know if they've actually been revealed yet. If they have, then I've completely missed it, and I'm going to make a complete fool of, fool of myself. But hey, um, the autonomous um, trait... Uh, could come to play there because we know that there's the turtles and then there's shredder and then there's some bystanders. If the bystanders are say Mausers or uh, foot soldiers, then that would actually like the autonomous would make fair fair bit of sense. Okay, so for clarity's sake, uh, the second thing that they mentioned, Wizkids mentioned in this article, is the introduction of it's not a new trait, it's actually a new combat symbol, and it's gonna look like a looks like a fist, like a regular attack symbol, but it has uh, the indomitable bar, looks like it, across the, the stripe, wrist. It looks yeah. like the character has a, or the, the arm has a wristband on. Uh, autonomous, and it basically just, they're going to throw this on a bunch of bystanders in the future that says, this character's costed actions don't count for your action total. Right. So, Which, that's interesting. No, to me that makes a lot of sense, because how many times, just in recent memory, have they printed this character's move actions or this character's actions don't count against your action total. You know, with what the penguins and Devil Dinosaur alone, they've had to print that and stuff. So if they keep planning on making figures like that, might as well make it simpler to understand at least. For sure. And uh, I'm wondering if they're going to go back and retroactively add this to very many figures or bystanders or characters that generate bystanders. 
He just wants to know if his ants are safe. That's exactly what I want to know. Thank you for reading my mind, Calder. <laughs> I want to know about the ants. I want to know about um, Devil Dinosaur. I want to know about they Toys? specifically mention rats in here, so that's going to be from oh. what the fiddler. Team and T. Yeah, or yeah, fiddler, rat king. Yeah. There was some other dude in Spider-Man who had rats. Jackal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Another thing on here is going to be they're changing the way Breakaway works again. And it was my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, guys, but they changed it on the last rules change so that if you failed Breakaway, you could still attack. But now they're changing Breakaway back to the way that Breakaway used to work in a way. So basically it just says uh, your your character can no longer give costed actions once the, you fail a Breakaway roll. I assume this also happens for free action Breakaway, correct, using sidestep? That actually would be, like, fairly interesting. If you try to break away with sidestep... Does this mean that you can't attack afterwards? At this point, I'm not 100% sure, but they did mention in this article that this is all going to be in the 2018 updated rulebook, which means that they're going to have to make another rulebook, which means they're going to have to make another starter set. And I think they mentioned it in this, but I'm not really sure which starter it's going to come out on. No, actually, it's it's mentioned here. Uh, if a character failed to break away, that move immediately resolves for the rest of the action or that special triggered effect. The character can't move or make an attack or give an action at no cost. So if you if you try to sidestep away, then and you fail, you can like, and then you decide to just punch the guy you're standing next to. That's a separate action, correct? That's my understanding. Yeah. But I, this actually got brought up on the rules discussion on reddit and the HeroClick subreddit they're talking about and they specifically mentioned people that were like rules lawyers the, the yeah. kind of player that yeah. shows up at a venue and just tries to dissect something so thoroughly that they could make an argument against whatever you're saying and for themselves just for a particular like try to sway a judge to agree with whatever that they want because they're like well if you read it this way then you can get it to do this and there's always going to be those people but I don't know at this point exactly. That's my understanding. To shortly, in a short manner, answer your question, yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got some. They they mentioned it into minor stuff, as in core rulebook. Um, they fixed a bunch of typos in the rulebook. Um, there's clarification on how characters with multiple green lines start start lines work. Uh, so those characters like the Morlocks and X students, where you choose their starting line uh, and that was a little weird because it said on some of those characters like you pay the points and then your opponent gets to choose the starting lines which were weird um clarification on how flurry and steel energy work together that was interesting also there was something about pulse wave and giant size and this kind of goes back to what i was talking about those rules lawyers players that show up right. and they're like well okay so if pulse wave ignores all game effects and it ignores size and which means that you could blast somebody behind a great size figure well they're basically changing pulse wave to add the missing quote other into all other characters so you're not attacking yourself and then it also um they're adding 
protected pulse wave to great size. So that way, that way, because it makes no sense when you think about it for a pulse wave to make a character shrink so that you can hit a character behind them. Yeah, I agree. And then let's see, there. There's new key things. Go yeah, ahead. there's a new new key phrase coming up too. Yes, go ahead. Immune. Uh, lit- literally giving the um, character basically first turn immunity at a later date or a later time. Um, and they're planning on potentially using it uh, in the future for some new interesting design choices, I'm sure. I see this key phrase being used with characters that enter into some kind of sleep state or cocoon state, such as Odin, when he goes into Odin sleep, then you'd be immune, or maybe like Adam Warlock, like retreating into a cocoon for protection and stuff like that. So that's my guess, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Calder, do you have anything else before we move on? I believe you guys covered it. Okie dokie. Let's move on to another article that WizKids put out, which is going to be 2018 Road to Worlds, uh, the National and Worlds Championships. They let us know for the first time what the uh, winnable figures are going to be and also what the figures that you can purchase are going to be. So I'll read uh, down these real quick, and I want to get your guys' opinions on which ones you're more excited for, which ones you didn't see coming, that kind of stuff. So um, opportunity to win. Daredevil, uh, Kingdom Come Orion, Bombshells Hawk Girl, and ID cards for Banshee, Psylocke, Mr. Freeze, and Poison Ivy. So, Petri, what do you think? Well, I'd be really interested in the ID card for Psylocke, but here uh, back home in Finland, we're so far like behind, uh, like we say, behind God's back, that none of these are ever going to come there. Oh, okay. Like, Wait, I, really? Yeah. yeah. No, like I if wonder. We, if, I wonder how expensive it is to send something from the U.S. to Finland. Depends on the size and the weight. The weight is kind of what kills you on shipping stuff overseas, I know. Well, I wonder how you can buy stuff from China that arrives to the United States and you can get it for like six bucks. You know what I mean? You can get stuff like really cheap, but I obviously there's a major transporting pro between the United States and China because there's so much import-export between the two countries. Um, I don't know how it would work from the United States to Central Europe. I know it works because I've ordered stuff from the States before and well, obviously it's cheaper to order it here to here to France, but it's not prohibitively expensive. It's just stupid expensive. (laughs) Great. Sounds awesome. You you always, you always feel like, yeah, I can buy this, but I kind of feel like I'm being cheated out of my money. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, on the bright side, the euro is stronger than the dollar, so there's that. Yeah, pretty much Got us always has been, though. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Germany. Uh, Calder. <laughs> Thanks, Germany. Yeah. Um, Way to expo- export those cars, guys. Uh, <laughs> Calder, what are you looking forward to in these winnable options? A few things. This is why I'm really excited is if the Daredevil is the Netflix Daredevil, obviously we don't need another comic Daredevil for any reason because we got a ton 
believe it or not, we have a ton of comic Daredevils. Uh, a ton just came out last year, and a bunch of different versions already exist, and my favorite Daredevil already exists. But if we get a Netflix Daredevil, I'll be really excited. Uh, Bombshell's Hot Girl, that'll be cool. Uh, although it does, it is spelled Hall Girl for some reason on the picture I'm looking at. They didn't that's gotta be, in. that's gotta yeah. be a typo. Yeah, it's definitely not Hall Girl. Or, you know, maybe I'd like to see a Hall, a physical Hall from the 1940s, you know, style Bombshell. That'd be, that'd be interesting. No. Uh, what I'm mostly excited though is the Mr. Freeze ID card. Mr. Freeze is my favorite Batman villain. Uh, I would definitely want to be able to call in some of these Mr. Freezes. And just because the fact that. Good choice. Yeah, see, Ice Age. You know, I love. Uh, that's that is my favorite Batman movie ever since I was a little kid. Obviously, it's horrible now, and I realize that, but it's still awesome. I love it. it yeah, it's it, it's so obviously made for kids, but you know, I saw it uh, when I was a kid, so I have warm, fuzzy, nostalgic feelings on it. Uh, Did and you, you guys you know, know that Tim Burton directed send that? all your hate mail to these guys? <laughs> Was he it Tim Burton Batman. that directed it, right? Well, no, I thought he did the one with Penguin and Catwoman, sure. But I didn't know he did the Batman and Robin movie. No, I oh, think that, I think that was Schumacher. Yeah. Who I mean, was that it was... that designed the Batmobile? Was it Tim Burton that designed the Batmobile? I, I think... do not know. That's why it looked so, like... So cool? Is that what you mean, Chris? Is that what you're going to say? My fiance could give the answer, like, off the top of her head. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, Burton, Tim Burton's live-action films Batman and Batman Returns presented a different version of the Batmobile, which reflected those arts, those films' art deco version of Gotham City. Okay, but that's not Batman or Robin. So. No, you're right. Oh. Interesting. But, but no, what I'm excited, though, is that we're getting DC ID cards that look to be villains. So maybe these are like Arkham Asylum prisoner id cards or something you know like some people hate id cards some people don't like them i love id cards i've always really liked id cards i think they're really cool um cool also another pun but yeah so don't give me the cold shoulder on id cards guys these are great so and, a couple of things that oh you keep going no you, no it's no sorry i was about to go into the other stuff but if you're going to keep talking about these go no ahead. i've got a couple of things to say about the winnable options I do agree. I didn't even think about it until you said something, but if this is the Netflix Daredevil, I will definitely want that. Uh, I'm glad that they are continuing to make Kingdom Come figures. There are There is a large market of players out there that just love the Kingdom Come storyline, so these are going to be desirable figures. If you do end up manage to manage to win one of these, and you don't really care about Orion, this is really fantastic trade fodder. Because someone out there is going to want it. As far as the bombshell goes, this clearly was made before they canceled the bombshell title. So oh, yeah. I wonder if this is going to be the last bombshell figure that anyone will be able to get uh, that they're going to make. Could be. Uh, we kind until of expected... they, until they reboot. Yeah, may... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we did kind of expect more X-Men ID cards. Completely fine with that. There is a very... Uh, that Banshee ID card, probably going to be pretty solid and sought after, seeing as how it's one of the only, I think, what, running shot pulse wave figures that's going to be modern legal. Besides Storm, yeah. That you can call in with an ID card. Storm. So, yeah, Storm yeah, has an ID yeah, card, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, she does. No, yeah. besides the LE Storm, that's probably the only other running shot pulse wave figure. So if you don't have access to LE Storm, which some people may not, you do manage to win one of these Banshee ID cards, 
that banshee will was what only a con, an uncommon or a rare or something easy to get your hands on oh yeah so there's that and then notice how both of the villains that they put on there batman enemies so that does lead me to believe that you are correct calder and that this is going to be some kind of Arkham Asylum ID specifically because like why would what kind of ID card would they have? Yeah, a, a, bad, a bad credit know. card. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you notice that they are actually oh. both from the Batman and Robin? They are movie? both from the Batman and Robin movie. I just got to thinking that Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze. <laughs> oh. So. I mean, there's that, but let's move on to the... Wait, are, by the way, I just want to say, there are some people that are very upset that these are only winnable figures and not being able to be purchased. However, every single year that this happens, there's always people complaining, I just want to buy that, I don't care to play for it. So, we'll just keep on trucking. Winnable, these are the ones that... I'm sorry, purchasable. These are the ones that are, like, in my head, holy cow, what is going on here? I need to know more about this. Um, Petri, you want to tell me what these are? Uh, the Blackbird? Yeah, the Blackbird! I like you just say, uh, the Blackbird. I'm like, it's the Blackbird, man. I, so, like, no, it's just, yeah. The Blackbird, obviously, uh, the X-Men's, um, super secret, You used to be super secret, uh, supersonic plane, now it's kind of whatever the writer wants it to be, but it's still... Still, like, very, very, very much one of the, if not the most coolest um, flying machines, I guess, uh, in the Marvel Universe. And definitely one of the most iconic ones. Uh, actually really interested in that. It would be my first uh, Heroclix vehicle since I, but since I live in Finland, fat chance of me getting one. Um, also, Commissioner Gordon. And uh, Kirk and uh, Uhura. Actually, I will say this: this a lot of this is going to happen at Origins Game Fair, and I will be there June 13th through the 17th in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Seth, Aaron, I expect to see you there. Um, but uh, depending on how much it is, man, if, if you want a Blackbird and you don't mind paying the shipping costs, I will send you a Blackbird. Awesome, um, thanks. Also, might be interested in uh, Kirk and Uhura. That might be a Nice gift for my fiance. Let me let's see. So when I went to Origins last year, if this is comparable to the Punisher van, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be about fifty bucks. More than likely, although 50, since it's like yeah, a Blackbird, it's probably gonna play the same as the Quinjet. Although I hope they do something more unique with it. I mean, the Quinjet I was hope awesome. So I as love well. This is the very first time that the Blackbird has ever been clicked. Probably the only time it will ever be clicked. Here's what I'm really genuinely wondering about. Which version of the Blackbird is this going to be? Is this going to be like yeah. 90s animated series Blackbird? Is this going to be the stupid Blackbird that was in the Fox X-Men movies? <laughs> Probably <laughs> or... not that. Uh, <laughs> let's hope. I'm there, sort of so I'm, I'm sort of kind of hoping for the ultimate Blackbird, but fat chance of that happening. Yeah. They just need to, I'll say it again, they just need to reboot the Ultimate Universe in Heroclix form, just remake everything. Uh, Calder, what are you looking for out of this grouping? So, one thing we didn't really touch on, you say Commissioner Gordon, but it does say Batman Commissioner Gordon before that, so 
more than likely, this is Commissioner Gordon in the bat suit, the weird, like, robot mech bat suit he had for a short while. And I feel like that could have meta potential. Just because that was a thing? they make it. What? How do you. Chris. I don't Chris, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll look it up later. I'll look took it up over later. Uh, for, bat, for Bruce for a little bit, and he had, like, this bat mech suit thing going on. And I feel like just because it's Commissioner Gordon, really cool police whatever dude mixed with a like bat tech suit that they might just make this figure stupid broken just because it's there and they can potentially do it. And it's also a figure you're going to have to pay for. So yeah, I think they're going to make this figure broken. Okay. That's about all you have to say on the purchable, the purchasables for the show. Product availability subject to change in limited quantity. <laughs> Pretty much. I like yeah. those little asterisks that they put on all of that. What I really don't hope to see, which I kind of expect to see, is to sit down at a table at Origins and I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. I'm, I'm trying for that Daredevil figure and then I win first and then they throw the prize down on the table and it's Cyber Shredder again. Ooh. Hey. That was two <laughs> of my three tables last year. Lucky, not, lucky duck. Okay. <laughs> um... One man's trash, another uh, man's treasure. Yeah, I guess so. All right, well, Petra, you don't have anything else you want to say about the Road to Worlds, do you? No, I, I really wish I did, but don't really have anything to add to what we said. Hey, that's okay. Um, there's also this article. If you also play Dice Masters out there, there's some information about Dice Masters at the end of this article. Moving on, we've got some... Uh, non-HeroClix nerd-related content that we just thought was cool, so we wanted to talk about it. First thing we found was an article called Vin Diesel Just Landed Another Comic Book Movie. Vin Diesel, who obviously was the voice of Groot, and then also was trying to, I think, be Black Bolt, but probably a good thing that he didn't end up being Black Bolt, because although I liked it, I'm pretty sure that was like one of the worst shows made. It was, Order. but I liked it. <laughs> and him Calder is. Back me. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I like you. I, I enjoyed it, but uh, no one else did. And I'll agree, it had a lot of flaws, a lot of flaws, but still, it was good. Yeah. So, what is Vin Diesel doing recently, other than apparently looking very tired, which is what what <laughs> 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 what Pedri said about this picture in this article? Don't prior say to that. He's gonna hunt me down. Nah, no, Vindy see, you were talking trash about the Swedes earlier, and I had to look and see if Dolph Lundgren was over my shoulder. Like, talk about people that are cutting <laughs> down. You, you so can this talk, article, you can talk uh, trash about the Swedes all you like. They're not going to do anything. I wonder if we have any listeners in Sweden. We might. We they might track us down. Uh, we, see, I, don't, I don't know. So I don't know. know. What, what are they going to do? They're going to track you down and offer you Chetbullar? Jeez, that was that. We we have some listeners in some really weird places in the world, so it's yeah. You have a place too in Finland, so there you go. Yeah, by sure. by weird, I mean like I did not expect to have fans in Finland, so that's cool. Hey, yay! But back to this oh, article. It's from quality Cinema always Blend. finds its way. As that's always, we will link all of these podcasts, or all of these links in the podcast notes, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's a different topic, but what? Roll did Vin Diesel land. It's actually, if you are a fan of Valiant Comics, which there are probably like six people out there that even know what Valiant Comics is, they're making a Bloodshot movie, and uh, Vin Diesel landed the role of Raymond Garrison. 
So you can go ahead and read this article. It does talk about how they are trying to make the movie into an R-rated movie, uh, somewhat in the vein of Deadpool and Logan. So expect some extremely large pouches and big guns that make no sense if this, <laughs> if this turns into an actual um, an actual movie. All of Sometime, the guns. What, 2019? Yeah, Deadshot is... Oh, they're talking about Deadshot. Uh, whatever. Uh, you guys got anything to say about Vin Diesel's next acting role? Not really, because I don't I know wish what him all the best. Shot is. But yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> How neat is that? That's pretty neat. <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Okay, yeah. uh, moving on to the next bit of news is, I know I put something out on Twitter the other day. Got a couple of good responses and a couple not-so-good responses about Jessica Jones, which is now available on Netflix if you want to go watch it. Jaylene and I are up to episode 7. Have either one of you gotten a chance to even view the first episode? I have watched the first episode. Okay. I have not been able to get into any of the Marvel shows on Netflix. <gasps> what? I'm, wow. no, I'm a terrible, terrible nerd. Blasphemy. Actually, I have something for that, too. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> oh. Harsh. Oh. I love Billy Madison. Okay, so, Calder, what do you think about the first episode? We won't get into any spoilers or anything, in case somebody out there has not started watching it or really I wants to. But I really, really, really liked it, and then I really, really hated it. Why did you hate it? That's what I want to know. See, I can't say that because it's a spoiler. Okay, fair enough. I will say general consensus from my household is that we really like the show, and it is shaping up so far. We're only on episode seven, but it is shaping up so far to be in the top three of my favorite Netflix original shows. Nice. But I also really liked the first season, as did Jaylene. Some people, it's not their cup of tea to watch an alcoholic woman punch stuff, so... Well, that's me, but it's just that for the first season, I liked everybody else in the show except Jessica. That was <laughs> the fact for the first episode, too. Yeah, I what, think that they make what, her a lot more human in yeah. this season, and you start to feel like you can relate a little bit more. Not a lot, oh, okay, but maybe, a little bit. Just maybe. Well, watching an alcoholic woman punch stuff is just like, I just go home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drinking Ooh. going on in Finland. Oh. <laughs> Is there anything else to do? No, I'm I'm kidding, babe, if you ever happen to listen to this. Love you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, we're not going to open up that can of worms. We'll just move on to the next. Yeah, let's Exciting. please, before I dig myself any deeper. As we know, Thor Ragnarok just hit Blu-ray DVD, and uh, I have not gotten the chance to watch it or buy it yet, but... Expect a copy or two given out on the podcast over the next few weeks, oh, as we sure. like to do sometimes. If you've not gotten around to see Thor Ragnarok, it's amazing. <laughs> you really need to watch it. You haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet. You need, you need some serious help. Need some, need some Thor in your life? You need some Thor hella? Life. Yeah. You need a hella lot of Thor. Something like that. Realistically, some... all, we, all we need is uh, Korg. That's all you really need. That's really... Hey, man. Really? That's, hey, that's man. all you need. I thought all you need is love. Uh, that's just no, some hip- the Beatles are yeah. dead to me. Oh. That's going to be unpopular opinion right there. 
Uh, Moving on to the next article, we've got... uh, We did mention this before. Batman, Bruce Wayne, is getting married to Catwoman, Selena Kyle. And, uh, yeah, they revealed what Selena Kyle's wedding dress is going to look like in, what, issue 44, I think, of Batman? Yep. Okay, so there's that. If you want to go check out that design, it's kind of cool, kind of interesting, and it seems to be like... A big event for Bruce in his life. Um, Genuinely surprised Bruce is not wearing the cowl. <laughs> well, yeah. in, they, 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 they decided to get of, married as Selena and Bruce, though. Yeah. They did oh, show uh, some art where it showed Bruce standing in front of a mirror. Now, Bruce himself is wearing a tux, but the reflection in the mirror is him and the cow, which yeah. I thought was interesting, kind of cool. So you can go and check that out. Uh, we do have an official confirmed runtime for Avengers Infinity War, which I am crazy excited about. I know some people are not going to be excited about this, namely my brother, who complains every time that there is a movie over two hours. But you're Suck talking it up, about a cul- yeah, I know, right? You're talking about a culmination of like 20 Marvel movies over the past 10 years. How long do you really think this movie was like? You can't just shorten this movie. That's two hours. Minutes. Two hours and 36 minutes is the official runtime for the first part of the uh, Infinity War. I'm so excited. Uh, I think... But can you hide it? Is it the longest running movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far? I want to say so, just because... What would even tie it for longest? Well... The one that they mention in this article is from comicbook.com. Oh, I wanted to mention the Catwoman dress article is going to be from cbr.com. But the Avengers Infinity article said that the the one that they compared it to was Civil War, and it ran for, I think, like two hours and like 27 mm, minutes or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. But it is just a few minutes longer. So I think this does actually take the cake. Then, yeah, it definitely should be. Even though Thor the Dark Wheel or... Feels like an eternity trying to sit through that movie. Uh, <laughs> this definitely does take cake. And honestly, I would be okay if this movie was like three hours long because I, I just I want to I don't want the ride to end. I know when I sit down, I'm, I'm gonna be ready. Yeah, this but it's only part one, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. Only it's only only part one. This is a lot of characters and a lot of plot threads that they're all trying to weave into one movie. So very true. It wasn't gonna be short. We all knew that. Uh, okay, that's cool. Let's move on to the last article that I decided to pull, and that's going to be, for all of you Deadpool fans out there, if you didn't know, there is going to be a Deadpool animated series, co-created by Donald Glover, and it's on FXX. So that's actually going to be a Variety.com article. How do you guys feel about this, Calder? Oh, I'm super excited. I thought, you know, one of the best animated Spider-Man episodes was the one with Deadpool in it. And that one, they had to keep it, you know, PG-13 or PG, right? So an FX series animated Deadpool sounds like it's going to be awesome. As long as they don't go, like, too stupid crazy with it, it'll be a good show. Petri? Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, I like Deadpool um, before it was cool. Uh, Oh, yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. no, I I read the uh, started reading the Deadpool comics not that long before the movie came out, maybe like six months or so. Um, 
because I got myself um, what was a Marvel Unlimited subscription and just happened upon some of the old, uh, old De- uh, Deadpool comics and really liked the character. Before that, I never really I knew of, knew of the character, but never really knew the character. So really liked the kind of stupid humor in it. And uh, since obviously the movie was a was a big big hit with uh, with me as well, so more of the good stuff is just more of the good stuff. That's about right. Um, I am looking forward to it coming from the mind of Donald Glover. I really enjoy Donald Glover. Donald Glover really he does care about comic books if you know anything about Donald Glover. So. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what that is going to be about. Now, a couple of interesting points about this is that it is going to be uh, straight to series order with a 10-episode first season. It's expected to debut in 2018. And um, did they say if it's going to be rated R? I assume it's going to be rated R. More than likely. I, w- I would certainly hope so. Um, let's hope so for Deadpool's sake. Uh, it, uh, it, they're yeah. also... If people did not know, Disney is trying to, like, spin off onto their own little version of Netflix. It's like their own streaming service. Uh This is not going to be part of that. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future with Netflix series like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, those kind of TV shows. Maybe they'll stay on Netflix. Maybe they won't. But I'm interested to see what Disney is going to be doing with the Marvel properties and what what is going to be available on these streaming series in the future yeah let's get excited well disney owns everything so yep. everything is going to be available on those <laughs> and whatever disney doesn't yet own they have the money to buy so pretty much uh right up until those anti-monopoly laws come into play and uh, Does that know. stop the mouse? Do you really think that can stop oh, the mouse? Oh, wouldn't stop the mouse. Exactly. They'll, they'll do it. They'll just find some way around it. <laughs> they'll buy the government. Like, ha gotcha. Because, by the government. Because Disney's like, huh, that's cute, United States government. We have 2,000 lawyers for every one of yours. <laughs> they'll find some way around it. You just see the courtroom that's filled. You see, like, Gaston sitting there, and he's, like, all buffed out in a suit and tie, and then Belle walks through the door, and she, like, takes off the dress, and she's in a pantsuit. Like, all right, let's get cracking, boys. (laughs) Okay, the last thing in the news section that I wanted to talk about, and this is very briefly, is this just aired the other day, uh, was the 100th episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Calder, you have not gotten to see it? You are correct. I have not seen the 99th or the 100th episode yet. Planning okay. to sometime. This I, coming. I will. I'll say this just based off of what we've said in the past about it because we were talking about in their articles that were put out about how there were going to be reoccurring characters from the past that were brought up on episode 100. It makes so much sense when you actually watch the episode because awesome. remember how awesome. we were talking about how, how are they going to bring Hive and all these yeah. characters back under – okay. It makes sense when you watch it and also – it is a very huge landmark episode. So if there are people out there that have still never gotten around to watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I highly recommend it. It turned out to be a fantastically solid show, and apparently the writers of the show are winding the season down in that they are planning 
this season to be the last season. They don't know if it's like going to keep going for sure. So they're writing the finale of this season to be the finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wow. Now, if it does get, you know, re-upped so that it can keep going, it might happen. But as of right now, it's looking like this might be the last season. Hmm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Me Have neither. you ever gotten to watch the show, Pietri? I did. Um, I started watching, I watched the first season, um, and after the finale, I think I stopped, and I haven't watched it since. Man, it gets better <laughs> from the first season. But I swear. It really does. I know. I've been a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, Marvel fan. But um, like, like you said, I heard it get. Uh, I heard it got a lot better. But by that point, I was already knee deep in everything else. So it's on my list somewhere between like rewatching the X Men animated series again. And Thor: The Dark World again. <laughs> I just have that movie on loop in my house. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, try, try saying that with a straight face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. I, I I can't. Hey, you know what? It's still at the end of the day. It's it's still not as bad as some of what Wizkid screw screw ups are. Or no, DC. fair enough, but... Mm. Oh! Yeah, I mean, I'd rather watch The Dark World than Justice League again, so... Oh, yeah, that was... You know what Justice League was to me, Calder? What was that, Chris? You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? I'm all grand! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all we got in news. Let's move on to some uh, Bad Samaritan. You guys are ready to go on Bad Samaritan? Oh, I'm ready. As ready as I'll be. I mean... If this is your first episode of Dial H for Hero Clicks, Bat Samaritan is a segment where I have chosen three modern figures. We have a list of clues in front of us, and Calder has a random number generator. That random number generator is giving me, give me a number. I'm going to give the associated clue, and from there, they are going to have three rounds to guess what the figure is. If they guess what the figure is, they'll get a nice little uh, correct sound. And if they did not guess what it is in that round, they'll get a horrible Mega Man death sound. Which, by the way, this is the first time that we've played Bad Samaritan uh, since we've gotten one of a recommendation from a listener named uh, Abel Alvarado. So this one's for you, man. Um, thank you for the recommendation on one of our sound bites. So we'll filter that in. And... Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go if you guys are. Oh, you want to explain the rules, Chris? Jeez, come on, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah, why bother? I know. <laughs> All right. Donating, generating. Number four. Okay, number four is going to be the set number of this figure. So uh, the set number is going to be number 13. Common. Potentially uncommon. Okay. Mm. Both players have one guess this round. I will tell them if they are right or wrong after they've locked in the answer, and then we'll go three rounds, see if they're right or wrong. Yeah, if, if it's a gravity feed, it's probably an uncommon. If it's 
regular set, no idea. You know, Gravity Feet, potentially like a rare in some cases. Yeah, I am going to go with... Let's see. You know, I don't know. Valkyrie from Thor, just to... Valkyrie from Thor locked in for Calder? Um... You know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna stray too far in the first round. Yeah, I'll go with. Uh, let, let's go with Valkyrie. Well, no, you might as well throw something else. Hey, well, it's uh, true. Um, <laughs> I'm you, I mean, stick. you guys can guess the same figure name. That's fine with me. That's that's one I'm less gonna, overall guess. I'm gonna say Triceraton. There you go. Okay. Uh, so locked in with Petri for Triceraton and Valkyrie with Calder. Survey says. Oh. That is not the correct answer. Man. Moving on to round number two. Calder, give me a number. All right. We got number four again, so I need to hit generate again. Ah, yes, number 20. 20 is a free play. Free plays are 17 through 20 on the random number generator. They can pick any one piece of information that they want to know about this figure. Typically chosen in the past are things such as set or named keyword or name of trait, something like that. I definitely feel like we would benefit from set in this case since we already have set number. Yeah. All right. Okay. Set it is. Locked in for the set. The set is going to be Star Trek, the original series. Oh, okay. Hmm. Star Trek. Did you buy any of this set, Petri? Uh, no, but my fiance has ah. a box and uh, Fast Forces. She's much bigger into, uh, much much more of a tricky than I am. All right. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I... I'm waylaying this this game right now. How'd you get your fiance into Hero Clicks? Because I can't get Jaylene into Hero Clicks. Um. Well, I, it, it was fairly easy to start with because she's she was already a nerd. Okay. Um, and then basically just play on like what she likes: um, Loki, Batman, uh, and now obviously Star Trek. All right, all right, good to know. I'll. <sighs> Jaylene, you if only you been a nerd when I met you. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know that it is number 13. It is from the Star Trek, Star Trek uh, original series set. So do you guys have a guess for this round? Uh, a Romulan something or other? That's, yeah, I don't even know what they are. Commanders? Captains? Something? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, the, we have Romulan lieutenant, Romulan commander... And Romulan sub-commander as, as options for Romulan somethings. Uh, commander sounds like a number 13. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> what's, what, what's there for Klingons? Uh, let's oh, see. We go. have Klingon Beck, Klingon Lieutenant, Klingon Captain, Klingon Commander. I'm going to go with Klingon Commander to go along with the Romulan Commander. I like that. Okay. So the commander is from two different species, locked in. Survey says. All righty. Moving on to round three. Calder, give me a number. Here we go. Number two. Two. Point value. 
uh, point value for this figure is going to be 35 points. I don't know. Uh, uh, triple? Uh, no, he's five points. I know that. I do know that. <laughs> but, <laughs> the one uh, thing Calder knows about this set. Yeah. Uh, 13, 35 like, points. Just, uh, Star Trek, Chris. This, this is... Almost worse. This is worse. This is worse than turtles for me. This is wow. Ooh. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. I, I can take this round, guys. That's... Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. Don't want that to happen. Oddly enough. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is there a red shirt in this set? Yes, he is. He's twenty-five points though. Uh. I did look at him. That's kind of funny. Uh. You know, maybe a named character would be 35, but I feel like most named characters are 50, at least. Or... What's that weird kind of pla- uh, rubber-faced lizard that Kirk's fighting on that one planet? Um, pretty sh- I don't know what the lizard is called, but I think he's a super rare. Uh. I'll a I'm going gonna- to go with the uh, Klingon captain, since... It wasn't a Klingon commander. Okay. Locked in for Klingon captain. Calder, do you have a guess? What else do we have for Starfleet characters besides security officer? Because the security officer is the red shirt. Okay. I don't know what the rest of Starfleet are called. Yellow shirt, blue shirt. Yellow shirt, shirt blue shirt, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with just a name, a named character, Dr. McCoy. Dr. McCoy, locked in? Let's see if that works. Okay. Survey says... Oh. Coming in, number 13 at 35 points. It is a common, you were correct about that. Andorian? Andorian. The heck is an Andorian? Not a clue. Don't know anything about Star Trek. However, I did <laughs> notice you, that number yeah. 47, his name is Kang. And I'm pretty sure that Kang's timeshare says that as long as you put it on a theme team with someone named Kang or Kang the Conqueror, it still counts. Right? I'm just checking right now just to look, and I'm not going to be on H.J. anymore, but the Romulan commander was number 14. Oh, man. You can put this this Kang guy on the same team as Kang's timeshare, even though it's two different universes, and it works. To be fair, Kang has been many different people. So it wouldn't even be completely outside the realm of King. Truth with two F's at the end. Let's move on. Let's move on to the figure. Figure number two, Calder. Give me a number. All right. Number thirteen. How funny. Number thirteen is opening movement power. Let me make sure I read that correct. Thirteen is opening movement power. That is correct. And you are going to start with some running shot. Man, that, that really narrows it down for you guys. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that, yeah, no Chris. no problem, man. No problem. I think Karai has running shots. Okay. And then I'm going to go with Duchess, because I'm pretty sure she has running shots. Duchess shot. locked in. Karai locked in. Survey says... <laughs> Number two. All right. Number nine. Nine. Range and number of bolts. Six with one bolt. Oh, awesome. That's real. That's very helpful. Yeah. 
six range, one bolt, running shot. Those are so uh, many different characters. No one has ever had running shot with six range and one bolt before. <laughs> does Cyclops have running shots? Yeah, he does. Actually, you that would be a completely guesstimated, educated guess, I would say. Okay, I'm going to go with Cyclops before you say it, so I don't have to <laughs> think right. of something else. Yeah. Don't take my answer, Calder. All right, lock yeah. with Cyclops uh, and Petri. And let me... For some reason, I want to say it was from... Harley Quinn, but it might not be, because there really weren't that many running shot pieces in Harley Quinn besides Duchess, who she might even start with sidestep. Um, let me think. Six range, one bolts, running shots. Hmm. Uh, you know, maybe Batman. Yeah, because that's, that's what we got here. Keeping it alive, Calder. Locked in with Batman. <laughs> Services. That's the wrong button. (laughs) As soon as I pressed it, I was like, just let it play out. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was... uh, I actually got my hopes up there a little bit. Like, was it Cyclops? No, sir. Okay. Number 15. Opening. Defense. Power. It is a... Special defense power. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me. You know how you you don't want to read the character's name in it, so you, you try to like pre-read it. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, so uh, blank can use toughness and takes a maximum of two damage from attacks. That's a Triceraton. That is a Triceraton. That's what I was thinking, too. It's it's either Triceraton or then it's the special Triceraton. Which one you want to guess, Petri? No, because he had invulnerability. Well, you back. go with the special Triceraton and I'll go with the regular Triceraton. I don't know his name, but I'll go. Yeah, I can just I say think special it's, Triceraton. It's Zog something or another. Zog! No, it is Zog. You're correct. Uh, it's like Commander Zog. Neil before Zog. Okay. Zog. Locked in with the Triceraton combo. Survey says... Woohoo! And it looks like the point yes. is going to go to Petri. Woo! Number three. Yes. No, I'm Very nice. Uh, n- number 10 from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 set. Triceraton. I love playing two Triceratons and Crane. Uh, man, I really wish you would have gotten opening damage power. It would have been blank. You guys would have still been all kinds of in the dark. Uh, one of these days, I'll sweep. That was good. <laughs> That was Moving good. on to the figure number three, caller, give me a number. Number 18. Number 18 is going to be a free play. What would you guys like to know about this figure? The set's always safe, you, but... You want to do set? I was actually thinking name of Keyword. Trade. Yeah. Keywords. Keyword and set kind of go hand in hand, because those two are really the big narrowers. Yeah. So I kind of feel like maybe name of trade could help us out. But what if it doesn't have a trait? That is true. That's the risk we run. You want to go with keyword? Let's go with keyword just to change things up. Keyword okay. is. Named, key, named keyword is what you're talking about, I assume. So let's go with yes. seven soldiers. 
seven soldiers. That is DC, because that green arrow had seven soldiers of victory, and it was the wrong keyword, and someone got angry at him. Yep, <laughs> DC, seven soldiers. Wait, are you, are you saying WizKids messed up? <laughs> yeah, that's a shock. You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? I'm we determined that that last episode was going to be the official WizKids messed up sound. Uh, so, do you guys have a guess for round? I don't know. What, what's, what's in DC besides Batman? That's a good question. I don't question. think there's anything in DC besides Batman. Well, there's also Kite Hell Man. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Subsidiary to Batman, so you, you make it all <laughs> point. Uh, let's see. Seven soldiers. I used to know who all the seven soldiers are, and I really, I don't really know. They're probably just the most random people. Besides Green Arrow, uh, they're probably just really no-name people. I'm gonna assume. Uh, I know Green Arrow was the only character with seven soldiers. Technically, it was seven soldiers of victory keyword that they got wrong in Joker's Wild. So, if it's gonna be a DC figure of seven soldiers, it's gotta be from Harley Quinn. I think. I, I think. <laughs> uh, what they have, besides bombshells and like the apocalypse figures, there were the six of us figures, Suicide Squad figures. It could be like you know Knockout, maybe maybe Catman. This he might have been a Seven Soldier. I'll go with Catman. I, okay. Yeah. Locked in with Catman for Calder. What about you, Petri? Um, well, I was actually only half joking when I said, is there anything besides Batman? <laughs> because I know next to nothing okay. about DC. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Green Arrow. Okay. Safe guess. All right. Yeah. Survey says. So, oh. fun fact, Catman doesn't even have that keyword, just so you know, Calder. Oh, well. So, no, in this one round, Petri was actually closer than you were. He does... Green Arrow does have the Seven Soldiers keyword, but it's not Green Arrow. So let's move on to uh, clue number two. All right. Number, number four, four is going to be set number. It's going to be number 20. 20. Uncommon. Hmm. Seven Soldiers. Uh, uncommon. Bud and Lou were 19 A and B in Harley Quinn, so I don't think number 20 is going to be a Seven Soldier figure. It would probably be someone weird. Or maybe not, I don't know. Uh, You're so, our only hope. I See, I, <laughs> I haven't bought any of Harley Quinn, or Joker's Wild for that matter. I don't know, I'm going to go with Batgirl. Well, Batgirl, there you go. Batgirl locked in. It could... It could be Elseworlds, for all I know. I Seven Soldiers, man. What is... Well, this is a good one. I picked a good one this time. If, Col if this Carter is this yeah, lost I don't... by round number two, then I did a good job. I... See, I can't even think of anything that was in Joker's Wild, like... Or Elseworlds. I, I really... Uh, hmm... This, I hate it when my head hurts this much playing this game, because I know I have to win this round, or P3 does, because I don't want Chris to get more than one it's okay, in any man. given week. It's fine. Because that's just, I can that's take just it wrong. This week. You never let me have it. Just, just 
So let me have it. Uh, walk away. We'll all be better people. <laughs> well, it doesn't take that much for me. To walk no. away or to be a better person? <laughs> to be a better person. <laughs> oh, man. He's better than us, Chris. That's seems pretty obvious. Um, DC character. Oh, no, wait. World's Finest is still... It's still a thing. I don't know why I was thinking it wasn't still modern age. Uh, who, uh, mm, who was? We're going to have to start a timer, man. little hamster. It's, yeah, you really should start. Get the little egg kitchen clock or something. Uh, what's fine is... I knew in my head he was, I was like, he's probably humming Jeopardy, but in my head I heard Lavender Town theme song from Pokemon. They actually yeah. start very similar. Uh, negative Man? Was he Was he a Seven Soldiers? He was Doom Patrol, but was he... I'm going to go with Negative Man, negative I, man? I think. Okay. Locked in, Negative Man. Yep. And Batgirl was uh, what Petri said. Uh, survey says... Yep. That was ah, Mega Man Dex. Ah. Moving on to round three, or clue number three, what do you what do you got? All right. Number, number seven, seven. Generic keyword. There is no generic keyword on this figure. That's so awesome. Ah, uh, awesome. Uh, ah. Mentos, the fresh maker. I don't know. Um... Wait, what did you say? No, I just popped the Mentos. Um... Mentos? Was it Mento? Wait. Huh. Chris, could it be Mento? Is that your answer? Are you, are you asking me that if that's a possibility? I'm going to go with Robin. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> My pool of DC characters that I know is ridiculously shallow. But this uh, this guy was also doing patrol, I'm pretty sure. So maybe he wouldn't have another one. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, uh, I'm top. Yeah, no, Mento. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm confident. Yeah. Okay. And Robin. It's always Robin. Survey yeah. says... I feel like somebody may have been cheating in this round. <sighs> Petri. <laughs> Why it was Robin? No, it wasn't Robin. It was Mento. How did you know? How did you say yes. no to say Mentos? Oh. That was either an exceptionally coincidental that. thing that you would say. When he said that, I was wait a second. That was cheating. yeah. <laughs> it was Mento. That was that was a oh really ah yes. That's out of the greatest hint ever. That was, oh my gosh, Pithy, I could kiss you. I know you're going to be married. I could kiss you right now on the mouth for you. <laughs> all right. Well, it oh. looks like all three of us are going to walk away with a point this week. And I'm so happy. Uh, screw you, Chris. Oh, screw, yeah. screw me. Move on to a game or a segment called <laughs> Casual Comparisons. We like to choose three iterations of a character from the same universe. We let our guest, when they come on, choose who we are going to be talking about. This week we're going to be talking about none other than Laura Kinney, X-23. Uh, it does not need to be modern. We just try, try and choose a figure that 
best represents what that character has done throughout the years. We're going to talk about three figures. Then we're going to vote on them and decide what is the official Dial H for Heroclix version, flavor-wise and play-wise, of X-23. So, Petre, would you like to start us off on a figure that you chose? I would be honored. Um, I chose the uh, Deadpool Super Rare uh, Wolverine and X-23. Let me stop you right there and just for a second. To say one, this is actually unprecedented in the in the segment of casual comparisons. We have never let anybody choose a duo figure before. We spoke about this before the show started, and here's why we decided that this is okay. Wolverine and Laura Kinney are, I mean, they're genetically almost identical. Or they are identical. One just has the Y gene, the X gene. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, the other one does not, or is not the prevalent one. So you have Wolverine and X-23, and they're basically the same person. They're going to play identical, and in the comic books, they identical skill sets and power sets. So that is why we made an exception for this figure. So hit me with this figure, why you like it, what it does, and why this is the definitive X-23 to you. Well... Uh, there's multiple reasons. One is that I really, really like both Wolverine and X-23 as characters. Um, another is that this is pretty much the figure that um, got me into Heroclix. Like, this is my first really major Heroclix uh, figure. And third is that the trade is just ridiculous. Agreed. So, hit it. Like. All unhindered lines of fire drawn to uh, Wolverine and X-23 during an opponent's turn are blocked unless Wolverine and X-23 have two action tokens or are adjacent to an opposing character not on its starting click, and they have sidestep and stealth in the trade. So they'll just sidestep forward uh, for the, like until they reach something, or they run and then sidestep and then uh, sidestep and clear, and it's just absolutely brutal. And the fact that the uh, their special powers, Slice and Dice, is um, Blades, Claws, Fangs, and Flurry, uh, with a minimal, minimum D6 result of 3. And if they hit twice during the same turn and they have very high attack values, they get to use Incapacitate as a free action targeting the same character. And then they have, like, on top of this, they have double healing factor as uh, so a special damage power, um, where like you roll a d6 on a two to five, they heal one. On a six, they heal two. And then obviously the uh, leadership uh, is always always beneficial. Now it's even better uh, than it used to be when this uh, when this um, when I was actively playing with this figure. But given its very high point value, it wasn't really that much of a problem even back then. The only downside is the fairly low like defenses tops off at 17 and toughness with a couple of um super senses this is a very solid figure if you've ever had the chance to play this figure or play against this figure it's very good and it it plays so much better than what you think it would be wonderful keywords I agree on uh, that for sure. Weapon X, X Force, X Men, great. Uh, with the X Men team ability is great as well. Uh, so, what made you decide that this is like the the most flavorful version of Laura 
that is out there? Uh, it's the mother-daughter kind of sort of duo that I really like. Um, I like the uh, X-Force uniforms generally better than any other uniform that uh, characters have. And the pose is at least my dynamic. Should be they use it for the cosmic uh, X23 as well, which is another one of my longtime favorites. Right on. That's awesome. Okay, Calder, why don't you hit me with the figure that you chose? All right. I'll, I chose the latest X23, the all new Wolverine figure from this latest X Men set. I absolutely love this piece. I just got her, and I can't wait to field her. So, uh, I've talked about it before, and I'll say it again. I love it. And, like, for 100 points, got Indomitable. always feel like an X-23 should get Indomitable for some reason. Mm-hmm. All-new X-Men keyword, Circle of Four, Weapon X, X-Force, and X-Men. And also a trait that, during Force construction, all-new Wolverine gains the keywords of one character. She shares at least one of her printed keywords with, which is really awesome to put her on all sorts of teams and new shenanigans, since if you've read the all-new Wolverine book, or really any books that she's been in, there are actually a lot of unexpected random team-ups they like to do in Marvel nowadays, not just in her book, but in all sorts of ones. So it's kind of neat. She has two more traits. Uh, Jonathan, the unstoppable Wolverine, the honey badger that they keep around, uh, free once per game, generate a Jonathan bystander. The first time each game that a that bystander would be KO'd, instead it isn't. So it's basically a little two-click bystander. And the second trait is Kickstarter Healing Factor, Beginning of your turn, you may roll a d6, add the number of action tokens on all new Wolverine, and on a final result of five or more, heal one click, which is great, and especially since she has regen later on click five and six. She's got charge, full dial of blades, she's got combat reflexes for a bunch of it, she has battle fury, and then she has charge again on a later dial, I'm not going to go too busy into the specifics. Top dial, she does have two clicks of perplex, which if I didn't look at the card, I'd kind of be confused about, but it's I have sisters? is the perplex, so I thought that was really funny. Pretty comic accurate, too, how she is. And Battle Fury being on the last two clicks is kind of the pent-up anger and rage coming out. And I really like, the attack value is really cool, especially on the end, where she has uh, 11 and 12. Starts off strong with an 11. And I don't know, she always, uh, Laura, to me, just feels like uh, charging in, ripping everybody to shreds. You know, so that's definitely how this piece feels. Uh, The last figure that we're going to talk about is the one that I chose, which is going to be from the web of Spider-Man number... 27. Coming in at 60 points with the X-Men team ability, I will throw this out there. I agree with you, Petri. Uh, I love the X-Force costume. I think that it is so cool. All of them look so cool in their costumes. And this figure has that costume. Um, We do have no special powers the entire dial. It's only a 60-click long dial, but she does have the ever-popular teen keyword, as well as Weapon X and X-Force. She does not have X-Men team ability, which I do think is a downfall of this character, but during that time period, she was only on X-Force. And uh, there's that. She does have a trait. It's called Trigger Scent. At the beginning of the game, choose an opposing character. X-23 modifies her attack value by plus two when attacking that character. She starts off the dial with 11 attack. 13 attack with a six, from a 60-point character with blade. 16 defense with Super Sense's top dial. She is a five-click long dial. The last two clicks, she does have regen, as you would expect a Wolverine to have. She starts off top dial with stealth uh, for two clicks, three clicks of flurry. Now, I do like this figure because it's very simple. It is very accurate, if you think about Laura Kinney, during that time period um, when she was just an X-Force. She was just 
I mean, she lost control a lot. That's why she has Battle Fury. She went crazy. The trait is called Trigger Scent for a reason. If you read the X-Force, which I always recommend people should actually go out and read that series. It was fantastic. Very bloody and a lot of death. Uh, but really, really well written, really cool. I do think that this is a very comic accurate character for that time period. However, we are no longer in that time period. So, let's move on to voting on what you guys think that the best Laura flavorful character and what she brings to the table. Let's start with you, Petri. I'm going to give my vote to the uh, Wolverine and X-23 duo, partly because I have not had the chance to play with or see in action the all-new Wolverine, but also because I am a big fan of tentpoles. Mm-hmm. And I've had such good experience with the uh, with the duo that there's like from a from a gameplay perspective there's really not much like no comparison there's no contest and also from like the uh, from the flavor perspective I really like the um, comics where Laura and uh, Wolverine run, running around together uh, doing some father daughter bonding slicing, dicing, and murdering their way through Okay. the enem- enemies of the X-Force. Alrighty, Calder, what do you say? Uh, just before I vote, the one reason I'm not going to uh, vote for the Wolverine X-23 duo, it's an amazing duo. I've played it a bunch of times. It was like one of my favorite pieces from the Deadpool set. But to me, you know, once you get down dial and you lose the slice and dice... You know, you just want to keep rolling blades and all this cool stuff, which is the best part about this figure is the fun rolling blades. But the leap climb always killed it for me on this figure. And I know they have traded sidestep. But, I mean, I really feel like this is this is Wolverine and X-23. It would be great if they had, like, a duo attack ability where if they made the attack, then they can also, like, I don't know, do a flurry, you know, just like three attacks, because to me, they always felt like they should just be going ham on anything and everything they do. And I just, you know, they already have Ignore Hindering Terrain. I, I don't know. I just really, really hate the leap climb down dial. I never feel like they should just stop and just move, you know. I feel like once they get in, you know, with charge, I think they just should keep ripping things to shreds. Um, that's, the, that's the only real thing, problem I ever had with this figure. And Chris's X-23, just it doesn't have that movement attack, and to me, Laura has always just been, like, snap, snap, just going places and killing. And that's, that was the only reason I'm voting for my choice. It's because I do have to agree with you. Things. Yeah, I, have to, I do have to agree with you that the down-dial uh, leap climb is kind of wasted on the duo. But they do have... Um, in the uh, sidestep in the tray, so they do not completely yep. lose mobility in the uh, towards the end. Very true. Okay, so you are voting on the all new Wolverine, correct, Calder? Yes, that is correct. So for my vote, I'm going to automatically throw out the one from uh, Web of Spider Man. It just, I think she was really good back in the day. I do really think she is flavorful, but it, she's just a little outdated now, and not bringing much to the table. I mean. The other two characters that we are comparing against do have Indom. This one does not, which really hurts her. But And she doesn't have the X-Men keyword, which 
I like my lore to have X-Men keyword. I like to pretend that she is part of the X-Men, even though, when, you know, she, she does have that rabid, feral, doesn't work well with the team, very Wolverine-esque mentality a lot of the time. But I, I, I want to go back to the point that I made where that was a that's a bygone era now. And that I've actually I read all of the X Force and I loved it and is definitely one of the very few storylines that are on my reread list. Uh, every once in a while, I'll actually throw something on there and be like, "That was so good that one of these days I'll actually go back and reread it." That's one of them. What is not ironically on that list is the all new Wolverine, uh, and I say that ironically because that's the figure I'm going to choose, even though I'm not going to go back and reread this again in the future. Um, to, to go a little bit into the actual character history with this title, um, she comes across some additional clones of herself. That's why she has sisters, because they're clones of herself. Um, the Badger, which is John. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wolverine, not Badger. That would make more sense. Wolverine named Jonathan. Oh, Wolverine, yeah. Uh, he pops up. He ends up being like a pet. So that's kind of cool. It is comic accurate. So as far as the character goes, they did nail that. Here's why I'm choosing this figure over the duo. The duo is fantastic. I love it. But I don't like the fact that they put so much into it based off of what I expect for the reason to have been that Wolverine himself is on there. As if Laura Kenny isn't standing alone by herself. She is a good standalone character. She deserves her own dial that is fantastic. And... The all-new Wolverine dial is actually fantastic. I don't like that it doesn't have toughness, uh, but the fact that she can pop out her own bystander token is pretty sweet. It, I like that it, they opened up. Now, they gave her some really good keywords to begin with, but they opened up her playability by giving her that unexpected team-ups trait. And then she also has that healing factor, which is pretty fantastic. So I'm... I'm not a huge fan of, like, mantle characters when they get passed down. So, in this case, actual James Howlett Wolverine is dead at the point in the comics when she becomes the all-new Wolverine. So, it made sense. Um, I believe he's back alive in the comics, and I don't know exactly what is happening in the comics. I don't know if she returned the mantle back to him and she just went back to X-23 or not. She's probably still all-new Wolverine right now. I don't know. But I still am going to go with this character just because... I think she's a solid enough character that she deserves a really good dial. It is flavorful because all of those keywords match up with everything that I know about the character. And uh, come on, you pop out your own Wolverine bystander token? That's hilarious. <laughs> so I am going to go with the all-new Wolverine. Fair enough. And that is going to make the all-new Wolverine from the newest X-Men set our official Dial H for Heroclix X-23. All right, we have one more segment before we move on to community. Uh, Calder, take it away. All right, Alter Egos is a segment where I give you the real name of a character that exists in HeroClix. They could be Marvel, they could be DC, they could be TMNT, they could be anything, really. So, based on their Alter Ego, let's test your comic knowledge, movie knowledge, or whatever it may be, and see if you can figure out what piece this is. The Alter Ego of this character is Robert Frank. Robert. Bobby Frank. Yeah, I was just thinking the same. Man. Can we at least get a universe, Calder? 
first, I do want to say, if this sounds familiar to anybody else, Robert Frank, he makes like these really funny Power Rage videos. But that's besides the point. Uh, yes, you can get the universe. It is Marvel. Robert Frank. I have it on the tip of my tongue. I know it sounds familiar, but I don't... Yeah. Does he ever go by Bobby? Not that I have seen or read. Oh, man. I don't even know if I have a guess on this one for Robert Frank. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to pass. I don't know. I don't even have a guess. Yeah, same. Hey, three. All right. Robert Frank is the yellow blur, the wizard. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Calder, you know why I'm saying that, because... Yup, I do know why you're saying that. Alright, then. Which iteration of the wizard <laughs> is that going to be? This is the Invaders wizard, the 1940s from Nick Fury, Agents so of the, S.H.I.E.L.D. The 040. very first wizard who got his powers by injecting very himself first wizard. with mongoose blood. <laughs> oh yeah! Don't, don't try that at home, kids. It never ends well. Trust me, I know. Damn it! That's the one thing I haven't tried yet. I've been trying to get speed yeah. powers for so long. I might as well inject myself with mongoose blood. What? <laughs> I mean, really? Because yeah. isn't that Who the first animal mongoose? that comes to mind? You know, because the 1940s were a different time. Um, okay, well. There's your alter ego for this episode. Let's move on. Have to shill this. Uh, Dialy for Hero Clicks. We like to entertain you guys, and part of that entertainment is to uh, give you a value for value model. So if you guys feel like we give you some value in your life, uh, you guys can even sign up for a dollar a month. We put out more Hero Clicks content in the world of podcasting than I believe any other Hero Clicks podcaster out there. So if you feel like we are doing a good job, you want to hook us up on Patreon, you are more than welcome to go there. We have um, some rewards that we are definitely working on. We did not forget about you guys that are Patreon patrons on there. So don't think that we didn't or we did forget about you. Don't worry about that. But, uh, yeah, help out our community, and that's what we are uh, as a community with you guys and everybody out there in podcast world, whether you get your podcasts on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts out there. We're here to help you guys have a better week, so help us out. Moving on to the community section. We put a community question. This was on March the 6th, Community Tuesdays question, on Twitter, Facebook, and on Reddit. Um, and this week's Twitter, or I'm sorry, our, oh, I hit the wrong button. No! <laughs> oh. Community Tuesday question is going to be, what will be the next meta-level OP kit figure WizKids makes, and how will WizKids nerf it once they've already made it? Uh, <laughs> Calder, you want to start us off on... Actually, I'm sorry. Let's let's reverse, reverse. Uh, Petri, did you get a chance to answer that, or you want to answer now? No, I didn't have, an, uh, have a chance to answer that. Um, I've been stupid busy this last week or so. Um... I'm going to let uh, let you guys take the lead okay. on this. Calder, do you have an answer? I do have an answer, but I don't have a ton on Facebook. And since you have the combined power of both Twitter and Reddit, I'll see okay. you can go first. All right, well, let's start off. Captain Social Media. 
Let's, um, let's start off on Twitter then, and we have one of our citizens that is a tile on our heroic level that you can get by jumping on Patreon, but we have an answer from Citizen Michael Miller. said, the theme will be turning off different power slots, attack, speed, and damage this time with the winning figure turning off defense powers. He's talking about Star Fox will turn off damage powers. So if you don't know who Star Fox is, that's one of the wow. Eternals, lives on the moon of Titan. Um, he will turn off damage powers. Super Scroll turns off attack powers. Black Bolt turns off speed powers with his commanding voice. And Gore, that's Gore the God Butcher, turns off defense powers because he's Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> so um, kind of like a cosmic theme is what he's got going on. and Just basically anti-maybe pick-a-power in that respect. You know, I like it. Sure. I like it. On Facebook, Nick Zim, they're going to make another unbalanced pick-a-power type figure. That seems to be their go-to since they've already started designing sets with the new rules. Okay. Uh, back on Twitter, we have Citizen Collectible. He said, it seems a seems rare a meta-level piece comes from an OP prize kit. That said, I could see the Reyes Beetle, which, by the way, is one of the upcoming OP kit figures. Uh, they're doing some Blue Beetle stuff. There's two Blue Beetles coming out in that OP kit. One of them is Reyes. Uh, he has pick-a-power trait that may be meta-worthy. Beyond that, I could see them doing a crazy Baron Zemo piece that influences theme teams or even maps. They're starting to make more pieces counter pick-a-power, though, and they seem to be leaning towards restricting you from picking the same power repeatedly or prohibiting you from picking a defense power, defense powers at all. Uh, just to kind of get off that comment a little bit, the, the reason I kind of thought of saying OP kit or really anything like that specifically is because if you listen to the last podcast, we talked about that War Machine and that Mandarin, and I think those are really good figures, and normally the figures we get in OP kits are like, okay, kind of lackluster. Like, the Spider-Man OP kit, they're all right, but, I mean, like, that Mandarin is really good, and that War Machine is also really solid, so I was just thinking maybe they were going to start really ramping up the OP kit figure meta potential here in the future. Uh, but on Facebook, Matthew Ryan, Black Panther OP kit, better late than never. Uh, Resculpt Black Panther and Okanan Warrior from ADW, uh, but a meta Shuri who equips anyone and everyone at no cost will be nerfed by making it a double power action. Do you think that Shuri could be the uh, like a an entity level, like a, a, an attachment to a character where she just kind of sits on the sideline and hooks people up with tech? Uh, an attachment, yeah, in a way that maybe even Jocasta was, because you know how Shuri controlled yeah. the car completely from Wakanda? She could be almost like Jocasta in that way and control any armor or robot figure. That'd be pretty cool. And if they have, or Wakanda keyword, obviously, I think it'd be I like really that. cool. Um, Enrageous on Twitter said, For this summer, Black Panther wielding the Infinity Gauntlet from Secret Wars number six uh, could be done like the haha Joker, but then nerf it the same way. <laughs> Um, he did link a really sweet picture of Black Panther actually wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Looked pretty sweet. Nice. That would be very interesting to see. I'd like that for sure. I just. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I just saw the movie like the day before yesterday, and was very very. Right nice. Hey, now you can go back and listen to our uh, analysis of of that movie. Spoiler review. Yeah. Listen to it. No, I actually 
um, tuned out at that point, specifically because I did not want to be spoiled. Smart. <laughs> okay, what do we what do we got? That's on me. All right, Paul Dana Goff. Chris really hates metafigures, huh? Do, do I hate metafigures? <laughs> hey, Chris really hates metafigures, huh? That's that is our answer. <laughs> I don't know if I hate metafigures. I just hate the mentality between behind competitive anything, really, when it comes to, like, collectible card games or miniature games or anything like that. It's just a bunch of people copy-pasting teams and not coming up with any original idea teams. Now, the idea had to originate somewhere, and if you were the person that came up with the original, like, I'm going to use this figure with this figure, and then everyone else copied you, good on you. That's fine. But everyone else that copied that guy, stop it. <laughs> Make your own team. <laughs> we have an answer from Vigilante and superfan Seth Aaron said it. Oh, by the way, his tweet, his Twitter name this week is Ohio is for potholes. So that's going to be a play <laughs> off of the uh, title uh, Ohio, um, Ohio is for Lovers from Hawthorne Heights, I assume. Uh, dude, you're not the only one. The whole Midwest right now is a gigantic pothole. There's radio commercials all over the indianapolis radio about like hey there's potholes everywhere come get car insurance and stuff like that i have blown two tires this season alone by hitting potholes so yeah you're not the only one he said it'll be a pick a power that can choose whenever like goblin king used to do it'll be on the secondary market for like 60 bucks but they'll nerf it just like goblin king but they'll give it indom and call it good <laughs> There <laughs> uh, you go. Christmas Motherman. Thanos! Opposing characters can't use power causing team ability. Errata. Once per game, choose an opposing character. That character can't use power causing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one that I have on Twitter is from someone named Bushido, which is Justin Sly. I've seen you before. Welcome back. He said, I think Skeets is meta potential. Has meta potentiality and i think something from trinity will hit perhaps the batman so that is also an op kit that is coming up batman wonder woman superman i believe are the three characters obviously that would make sense and batman always stands a chance of being a pick a power and if they do make him a pick a power i really hope that they don't but they might and if they do then he might be actually metal worthy oh interesting dan davis on facebook Old Greg. <laughs> uh, I, I'm all for that. I mean, you want to make old old Greg into a hero click? That's my scaly man fish. Let's do it. Oh, a bit bigger. <laughs> Moving on right. to Reddit. Okay, we got a uh, Deadpool seven said. Well, this is out of order. I'm with Bentley on this one. It's really tough to guess what this will be. Bentley's uh, different user on reddit so we'll get to him in a second uh tough to guess what this will be as we have limited information on what's coming however i don't think that pick a power will be it i honestly believe that darwin is going to do a pretty good job keeping pick a power in check for his relatively low point cost i'm gonna jump in right there from what i've read recently about meta teams reading about people showing up at uh, rocs and stuff they are not using uh darwin in any major capacity there's some but almost no one is using him uh, by the way, Jakeem is still pretty much going strong, and then Shredders are making a return in, in the meta field, which is interesting. So Woohoo! Shredders are actually destroying it if you've seen yep. a lot of teams. 
for the Winter WKOs. A lot of shredders for popping sure. up. So, I feel like with Thanos coming back with Infinity, that naturally points to Infinity Stones. Even though Infinity wasn't about gems, it was about his quest to kill Thane. Uh, last time we got an Infinity Stone character was Goblin King, and pre-nerf, he was looking to be the best character in the game. And it's still a brutal 75 points. My guess would be something that from that set, or an OP kit that lingers afterwards, like the X-Men What If OP kit. So, basically, what I think he's getting at is like an X-Men What If set, and um, I would love to see a Batman from the animated series be the next meta piece, or Old Man Bruce from the Batman Beyond sub-theme in that set. I could see an old wise Bruce Wayne that can't make attacks and sits in your starting area, but can just crap all over everyone while he's still alive. I think that would be super cool. That'd be awesome. All right, uh, Alan John Wilkinson, Wilkinson, Samurai Pizza Cats, specifically Speedy, <laughs> Polly, and Guido, the main three, scaled against the TMNT sets power level wise, not nerfed, but secondary market prices go a bit crazy. One imagines a proper set would eventually follow if they were proper, popular enough. I'm all for Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, the Bentley82 answer on on the Reddit it says, this might be a bit tough for anyone to answer. Obviously, a pick of power is most likely to get made and nerfed, as that is typically what gets depowered. We still have to hear from Howard Brock, uh, what Howard Brock is making for his champion piece in addition to his team figure. Devil Dino was slash is semi-meta, but not broken in any way. I don't know if Ben Crawler received an errata, but what was probably the most powerful champion piece made it made in its time. Unrelated to your question, I was thinking yesterday I would love a Jamie Madrox multiple man figure made in the next X-Men set that would, that when he gets hit, if you roll a D6, have it, and he creates that uh, that many bystander copies of himself um, and, wow. give, and give that him one cool. unavoidable damage. Uh, if more than six on the board, one becomes an evil clone that the opponent controls and has a plus one stats versus the others. So... Um, what that is talking about is the Peter David run of the X Factor uh, comic book. Uh, multiple man, the storyline goes, he, he had created so many copies of himself over the years that like some of them like got away from him, and he, he didn't know where they went, and he didn't know they were even alive, and like some of them went off and started like living their own lives and stuff, like pretending they weren't super. That and yeah, uh, pretty cool. So you ended up with like an evil Jamie Madrox in in that storyline. Uh, Chris, have you ever read the internet comic uh, Doctor Big Ninja? No. That something very similar happens in that book, and it's hilarious. You need to link me, link me that stuff. Doctor, you need to read it. Actually, everybody needs to read that. That's probably some of the that's the best web comic I will say. That all I've right, ever well, read. I'll link it in the podcast. Uh, all right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you've read it too, Patrick. Oh, it definitely is. See, I haven't read all of it, but I've read enough to know that it's well worth a read. Oh, yeah. See, you get me. You get me. I've read it all. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, It's worth a reread, actually. I'm thinking of rereading it. It's like 10 years of comics, but still. Uh, Ronnie Protagonist Rhineland on the Facebook. Last guy on the Facebook. A 300-point person, anyone, so just pick whoever you want, with a pick of power and an amazing dial. I'm thinking not being able to take more than two clicks per turn with the contestants or power cosmic team ability. They will just take the team ability away, and then you pay a 300 point, you know, person that punches himself in the gut every third turn because he has no willpower. <laughs> just saying, you know, they don't like pushing damage. Fine, fine. 
Uh, the last that was the last one on Facebook, wasn't it? Well, the last one yes. on Reddit is from Clicksland and said, "Next meta level OP figure. It will be a character that can handle multiple layers of barrier from range. Barrier is the strongest defense to the game right now that does not rely on dice." Green Lantern is really efficient, and with double Green Lantern being less than 25% of a build, there is not a way to break through until you lose map roll and are placed on a wide open map. So the character that can break this element will be meta-worthy. If not, a full or semi-barrier built team will win Worlds at Origins this year. I am inclined to agree, because last, during the fall WKOs, I saw a team that had three of those Green Lanterns, and it was the most painful game I've ever watched of Heroclix, watching the other guy trying to work around those three barriers. And I genuinely uh, felt bad for the person going against those Green Lanterns. Well, I... And you know, then I prayed for the guy praying Green Lanterns, because he's probably going to hell. <laughs> Just saying. That uh, wasn't cool. Well, I'll, I'll be there to greet him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, I wanted to ask uh, something yeah. while we are on the, to- the topic of like meta-level stuff. Are there a lot of meta events over there in Finland? Well, define meta events. Uh, we have a weekly um, kind of sort of tournament with occasionally when we get them, uh, OP kit rewards. Um, then we have the annual kind of Finnish championships um, that Tim also mentioned uh, during the uh, like the big role-playing convention. Hmm. But not not to the extent that you would probably be used to. So what we would consider to be like a you know WizKids event itself, like one prize yeah, I don't, supported by WizKids. No, I don't. I don't think we have anything anything of that caliber. The okay. community here is much much smaller, or well, there. I don't know about the community here. But the community back home is much much smaller. So. Uh, with like two major uh, major groups, one in the capital in Helsinki and another one in Turku. Uh, obviously, the one in Turku is vastly inferior. <laughs> okay. All right, nice. Well, that's all that we have on the community Tuesday's question, which we will post. Uh, yeah. Given away. Oh yeah. Game. Well, actually, that's all we have we online. Have but I wanted to go back. Let's uh, see. Did you guys come up with anything that you would like to see for one of these OP? Oh Maybe yes. some of that sparked uh, maybe a thought in your head. I- I'll start. I'll start. Uh, so with Infinity War coming out, I would like to personally see an OP kit that has Thanos, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive in it, and then. Because we are going to have Thanos trying to collect the Infinity Stones, I think it would be really cool. Do you remember when they made that Punisher that had weapon caches that you put like six of them out on the map or five of them out on the map and he had to go and collect them? Yes. I think that would be really cool, but make it way easier. And then he ramps up in power hardcore every time he collects one of them so that when the figure starts out, not very meta. But the second he starts collecting actual Infinity Stones on the map... Allow him to, like, attack and stuff while he's doing it, which would make it meta. And then his, his stats go up as he's doing it, and then he gets pick a power as the game progresses. I think that would be cool. Mm. That would be really mm. cool. Patrick, you got anything? Um, I'm going to make everybody groan and uh, go with, like, I'd really like to see an OP kit for the, uh, for the Turtles uh, with... 
um, alternate universe shredders. Uh, namely, like Doctor Shredarius. Yeah, that's, that's a, a thing. thing too. <laughs> uh, that's Darius. a thing. Yeah, uh, and Ra- uh, Raphael as the Shredder, and then uh, Oroku Yoshi, who was like a good guy Shredder from back in the uh, old Marriage Comics uh, run. Right on. With basically because I just want more Shredders, and there's so like I made actual an actual list of them, and there's a stupid amount of them, and I'll never see all of them. So, like, any yes. opportunity I get to, maybe somebody at WizKids is listening and gets a brilliant idea. Free to, you're free to use, in case. So, I, I want to throw this out there. I don't want to go too far into it, and I've actually, I promised that I would not. So, I have it on good authority that there are actually some people out there that work for WizKids that tune into this podcast every once in a while. And here I thought we'd completely turn them no, all away. No, that is not true. There are there are some people out there. I won't name names. I won't know how I know this. I won't tell how I know this. But they do. <laughs> so that's interesting to me. Calder, do you have an answer to this? Yes. Uh, kind of in line with yours, with Infinity War coming out, I would love an OP kit figure being... Santa Claus <laughs> from the Illuminati run where the Illuminati decided to give Santa Claus the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever and instantaneously goes evil and the Illuminati has to fight Santa Claus with the power of the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, he's, he would be overpowered because he's Santa yeah, Claus. Santa. I mean, come on, he's Chris Kringle. There's, you can't you can't eat him, you know? So, yeah. That is, well, that's actually, what I want to see. in Marvel Comics, really Santa Claus not only is a character, duh, but he's also a mutant, and he's an Omega-level mutant in the comics. So see. he's kind of a big Makes mutant. sense. Talk? <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you, Petri. <laughs> Dr. Uh, send us a link real quick so we can click it and look at Dr. Shredarius. Wow. <laughs> Slatherine, Frizzbat. I like Arden the Frizzbat Morgan. one. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's... I'm going to link this in the podcast. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to get into something. Uh, actually, let's talk about the birthday calendar, then we'll get into that. Uh, Dial H birthday calendar. This is a community. We like to recognize you guys and girls in the community. So uh, no birthdays this week, but if you have a birthday that is coming up, you have somebody that plays in your venue, a player, a judge, or someone in your life that you just want to give a birthday shout-out to on the podcast, just message Calder and I on Facebook or Twitter, respectively. Tell us when their birthday is, what their name is, and we'll give them an official Dial H Arabian birthday. Um, I did post a poll on Twitter the other day asking people, how many of you actually look at the podcast show notes? And there are a majority of you that do not. Quite a few of you do, but majority of you do not. So I just want to point out there's some good stuff in the podcast show notes. So you get a chance. You really should click on some of the videos and links that we put in there. Uh, Just – additional content from this podcast to help your enjoyment through the week. That's part of what we give you guys for your value for value. And then uh, last thing I wanted to say is if you want to be like Abel Alvarado, who did recommend the uh, Mega Man death sound for Bad Samaritan, there are still multiple segments that we have not solidified any 
sound effects or clips for, such as casual comparisons, alter egos, that kind of stuff. So if you guys have any recommendations or something that you want to hear uh, on the podcast, then go ahead and link us like a YouTube video. Tell us what it is, at what minute in the YouTube video, that kind of stuff. And I'll see what I can do about clipping it. Um, Malcolm Rush, I know that you sent us some stuff. Uh, I am reserving that for the next time that you send in questions. So uh, make it like kind of all about you when you send in questions because you do such a good job of sending us uh, block questions, which we don't mind We don't mind getting. Very we true. like answering, so we appreciate that. Um Tune into next Tuesday's dial or Community Tuesday question because we are going to be giving away a copy of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I already have a copy. Oh, maybe I'll try <laughs> to win again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I have a great idea of who deserves it this week. But yeah, well, well I I should have said something before that. Very true. Before now, but Just didn't warn him. Didn't, didn't warn him, Chris. So, didn't warn him. Next Community Tuesday question. Tune in for that for a copy of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, we do already have a copy of Thor, and I know that we're going to have a couple or three copies of Thor to give away over the next um, month, two months, or whatever. So make sure you're jumping on and answering those questions, and we'll see what we can do about hooking you guys up. Um, I don't have anything other than plugging uh, from my end, so I want to kick this over to uh, Calder. Do you have anything else? I just want to say, you know, next weekend is the WKO in Sparta Comics and Krypton Comics in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm going to be there. So stop in, say hi, play a few games, talk about HeroClix, have all that fun. Right on. Okay, and I just want to say a big major thank you to Petri for joining us on the podcast this week. Um, is there anything that me. you want to say before we head off for the evening? Uh, shout out to Damo. Thank you for introducing me to you guys. That's very that that's also very nice of them. Um, shout out to any of the guys who might be listening to this uh, from the uh, from the crew back at uh, Funsul. And no, seriously, this has been a ton of fun. Thanks for having me, and hope you've been at least reasonably amused by my <laughs> antics. Thank you for coming on, man. Uh, we love it. Um, spread the good word of Dial H so that we are making it around the globe. I I always find it exceptionally amusing when we find out that we're in another new country. Uh, <laughs> it's just so weird to me in my head, but I, I love it. So uh, we just like growing the community and getting it out there. So if you want to be part of the community, you can find us on Twitter at Dial H4 HeroClix. That is the number four. Uh, I post other kinds of things on uh, throughout the week other than just the community question and things like that so you can get on there on twitter you can find us on facebook just search for dial h for hero clicks on facebook uh, follow us on there or you can just send us an email at dial h for hero clicks at gmail.com don't forget to uh maybe helpfully hopefully help us out on either um what is it patreon <laughs> either on patreon or uh, a direct payment if you would like through paypal you can just message one of us for that information so thank you guys i really appreciate you all listening and uh call her read us out all right as a matter dialogue for your books is brought to you by coolstuffing.com you can find the coolest we can find cool stuff in stock every day including all the latest hero quick singles and sealed products check them out at coolstuffing.com Bye, guys. Take care. See ya.
my, 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 my stuff.